just the way I was living could stop. Serving rocks, knowing a cop is hot, but I'm on the block and I wish my brother would have made bail so I won't have to travel six hours to see him in jail and I wish that my grandmother wasn't sick or that we would just come up on some stacks and hit a lick and I wish my homies wouldn't have to suffer when the streets get the upper hand on us and we lose a brother and I wish I could go deep in the zone and lift the spirits of the world with the words within the soul and I wish I could teach your soul to fly, take away the pain out your hands and help you hold them high and I wish my homie would still alive and knows the day of the death we had never took their ride and I wish that God could protect us from the throne so that all the soldiers that will sit overseas come home and know we will never break, don't they devastate, we shall motivate and we gotta pray, all we gotta say instead of thinking about who gon' die today, the Lord is gon' help you feel better so you ain't gotta cry today, sit at the light so low and then we gotta move straight forward cause we fight so strong. Everybody fired up 
exhausted, barely breathing, holding on to what I believe in. But no matter what, you'll never take that from me. My rain is falling as your eyes can see. It's amazing, so amazing, so amazing, so amazing. It's amazing, so amazing, so amazing, so amazing. It's amazing. I'm a monster, I'm a killer, I know I'm wrong. Yeah, I'm a problem that'll never ever be solved. And no matter what, you'll never take that from me. My rain is dark as your eyes can see. It's amazing, so amazing, so amazing, so amazing. It's amazing, so amazing, so amazing, so amazing. It's amazing. I'm a monster, even I know this world is Never gave up. I'm the only thing I'm afraid of. No matter what, you'll never take that from me. My rain is as far as your eyes can see. It's amazing, so amazing, so amazing. It's amazing, so amazing, so amazing. So amazing, so amazing, so amazing, it's amazing, so amazing, so amazing, so amazing, it's amazing. I'm amazing, yeah, I'm all that. If I ain't on my grind, then what you call that? Glorious, yeah, we warriors. We make history, strive all victories. Standing in my podium, I'm trying to watch my sodium. Die, high blood pressure, even let the feds get to. I'm amazing, born on a full moon. I was bred to get in, no spoon. That's why I'm so cool, summertime, no tunes. Big I'm a small house, no room. They're like, oh God, why you go so hard? Like when he's been through, he deserves an applause. So Can anybody confirm that you can hear me clearly? Just give me like a thumbs up if I start my rant. Okay, you can hear me clearly. Nice. So good evening, everyone. Um, I hope you guys had a productive Monday. Um, I know some people that spent most of their day arguing about pasta and portions, um, but I'm not one to wash our dirty linen in the open. So um, those of you that were doing that, tell yourselves. Anyways, um, I'll just do a very quick intro as to what's just 90 minutes is really about. Um, um, it was born out of my, shall I say, tiredness of 
never-ending spaces that don't really talk about anything. And I just crave some serious conversation and depth. Um, that's really what this is about. Um, I'm not really going to be here to talk. Um, neither are the other guys that you see as co-host hospitals. Um, we're just here to guide the conversations, really. Um, and as you can see in the title, it's 90 minutes for a reason. Um, we cannot exceed 90 minutes. In these 90 minutes, we try to um, see or listen to as many people as we possibly can. Uh, because, again, the topics will be open for people to share their views, their ideas. And that's actually going to be the nature of these conversations. They're going to be very open. Topics where you can have 10 different but very valid perspectives. And that's the objective. We don't want um, topics where you can have an easy superior argument. So um, that's really what the nature of these conversations will be about. For people to talk, um, share their opinions, speak their mind, share their stories. And, and I hope um, people get to enjoy this. Um, I hope people continue to tune in. And the numbers are not bad for the first time. Um, and I just want to thank you guys. Um, I think on that note, I'll pass it on to Faye to um, talk about the topic for today. And um, she'll take it from there. Hello, everybody. Um, good evening. Um, so before I move on to the topic, I just wanted to mention that um, we're a team of six people. That's David, myself, um, Leslie, Tifa, and uh, Cindy. So in case you see any or you hear any one of us, you know, trying to ask questions or anything, just know that we're a team working together. And um, today we want to talk about um, what you know, relocating to a new country has cost us um, quite all right. We know that there are financial um, costs that come with relocating to a new country um, in terms of, you know, how much you spend on your ticket, your visa and all of that. But um, we also want people to come up to talk about things that they have had to maybe, for example, sacrifice in order to relocate to a new country or um, if you've had to let go of certain relationships or if your friendships have been affected, you know, there are various other factors that um, could be involved when you're talking about, you know, the cost of relocating apart from the financial aspect. Um, so, yeah, if you have... Um, anything to say about this you can just request for the mic come up keep it um brief and um yeah that's all yeah good evening ladies and gentlemen uh my name is lacy and i'm your co-host for today alongside my fellow co-hosts and speakers and moderators for this wonderful program and i will be moderating the speakers and everyone who has an opinion today. We, like every other person I've said, just want to hear your side. We just want to know how it feels and what it says. Basically, what's going to happen is um, each person coming up to speak today will be having two or three minutes to talk. And perhaps we'll be also be having follow-up questions. And uh, we want to keep it very neat today. We want to keep it very uh, clean uh banter free i mean you can throw one or two banters but just keep it very simple uh and on that note please uh i think we have our first speaker up here 
Paul. Yeah. Tell us um everything. What has cost you over the years? Come moving to a new country. Your audio is quite low. I'm not sure other people can hear you. We can hear him. Okay. Is it better now? Yes, it's way okay, better. Now. Okay. So, um, for me, my experience, uh, to be honest, uh, when I first came here, like like first two weeks, I know I actually cried a lot. Because it was very hard um, having to adapt to a new location and everything. Number one, the food for me was actually very, very terrible. So I've had to give up all the whole uh, having to eat uh, food at home. Uh, Basically because, like, I did not really know where exactly to get um, the African stores and um, African food stuff and everything. So it it was actually very, very difficult for me. And also, one thing that, that, that also really affected me was the friends that I had in Ibadan. So, um, back in Ibadan, I used to do a couple of uh, events and all that. So, having to live uh, that kind of lifestyle and coming to um, the UK to study and everything was like a different um, thing for me entirely. So, I had to lose all the events that I used to do. I was not as um, influential as I was um, here and I'm just trying to find my feet. So basically, yeah, that's just a summary of uh, what I had to like face. Um, that's the finance and everything and having to come here. Then I think, yeah, one thing I also remember is um, having to also uh, cut down the kind of friends I had too. So we all know UK is actually very, very boring, especially if you are coming here single and you don't really know anybody and you're just coming to a new city. So I'm busy Birmingham. And um, when I first came, I didn't really know anybody like that. Even up to myself, I'm just trying to just find myself and just try and meet people based on the kind of uh, networking events that we have. That's why I'm always very um, bent on having to attend different events so that it's like I meet different people and at least meet like minds and everything. Yeah. So I've lost quite a couple of friends. And basically, because when I was living, I didn't even really tell anybody I was living. Even my parents. Did not know that I came to the UK until maybe after like two months. So I just kept everything away from everybody. So and that's why I probably did not have friends like that when I first came. Yeah. So that's just uh yeah. That's just my that's just my small story actually. Though. Oh, that's great. That's great. I think most people, some people had that same issue as well. And uh, I just want to ask the the first period the first time you came in and like the first few weeks and all of that did you really feel like all alone like did you feel depressed stuff like that was it was it a common thing <laughs> to be honest i felt very very depressed because number one uh so i was rushing to actually leave nigeria so i did not actually do my research very well so i made like a couple of mistakes which I know that um, if someone else is coming here, at least I can always share my experience with the person and at least make the person make sure that he or she does not go through such experiences next time. So coming here, um, I had to like stay in an Airbnb for like uh, four, yeah, for, for like four or five days before I actually found somewhere. And then I found a house and even the house itself, I stayed in a shed of a house because when I, when I um, was checking for the house online, the person painted it to look like a very good place. 
And I just paid for it because I was actually frustrated because I've been staying in a place for like four or five days. I was spending a lot of money. I didn't even go to even view the place before. I just said, okay, fine, let me just pay for it. I paid for it and then I went there and I, and I realized that it was like the, um, it was more like the shed, like the back house, just like a small shed. The person just put the bed there, put the fridge there and put everything there and just made it look like a nice room. So, the code that actually affected me during that period for like that one month was very, very crazy. So, but I had to just sit stay there because I've already paid for it already and it was not refundable. So, trust me, I was depressed. I was very, very sad, but I didn't have a choice. I had to just um, carry on like that. Yeah. Mm. Okay, that makes sense. Tifa? Um, so I just wanted to ask, because um, you mentioned everything that you, that was difficult for you when you got here. But I was going to ask you, what was the toughest thing for you to leave behind? What's that one thing that was most difficult for you to leave behind? Because it seem, it almost seems like you this decision, although, yeah, you did plan it, but it's, it's, it sounds a little bit easy. Oh, you didn't tell your folks, you didn't tell anybody, you just came. That's very strong-willed of you and strong-minded of you, I must say. But what was hard? What was tough? Like, what was that thing you couldn't let go of, but you had to... Um, to fulfill your Japan st- plans and story. We can't hear you. Can you yeah, we can't hear you again. Uh, still a little bit bad. You were better before. No, yeah. Um, is it better now? No, we not really. What were you doing? Do whatever you did before. Turn it on. So that's what. Yeah, this is uh, better. Okay. okay. It's better now, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, the one thing was actually the comfortability, actually, like, uh, my house in Nevada was actually, like, a very big place. So having to leave my comfortable bed, <laughs> my house and everything, my car, and, like, just the whole um, comfortability, actually, is what actually is something I actually miss. And then my job, too, was actually very sweet. Sometimes I, sometimes I don't even have to even go to work to, before I even work in the first place. And so, yeah. Um, work comfortability is what I actually really miss so much. Okay, thank you very much. Um, I think the next we are go- we we are going to move on to Joy Adosa. We would like to take as many um, requests as possible. So, uh, yeah, Joy Adosa, please. Good evening, everyone. Yeah, my my relocation story. It's it was quite smooth because um, why I would say it was quite smooth for the fact that I had um, had been visiting the UK and um, my partner was already here. He's been here for years. So before I finally relocated, I came in as a student. It was smooth, but the toughest decision or the hardest part of relocating was the fact that I had to miss my family. I can remember that night I was going to the airport. Everyone was like, even my cousins, everyone was everyone was around. I was even crying. Everyone was crying to the extent that, even while I'm saying it, I feel very emotional, to the extent that they had to like, everyone had to um, escort me to the airport. Like we, they literally drove two cars to the airport to see me off that very night. Um, getting to the UK, it was easy for me because I had a scholarship. 
and um, I had a scholarship from my uni that was Conventry University, and that was during COVID, so everything was purely online. On getting to the UK, I already had an accommodation. It was a student accommodation. Everything was ready. I didn't go through the hassle of getting accommodation or whatsoever. But the challenge I had, and the challenge I had was, remember I, was, I said it was during COVID. challenge I had was my partner was in my location. He was in Hertfordshire because that was where he studied as well. Me, I was in Conventry, and we couldn't live together because I had a scholarship. I was living in a um, student accommodation. And um, there's no kitchen. They, they provide meals for us you can't cook your nigerian food that was where i started having issues we go to the hub they give us they serve us this uh, british food and all of that and then um, it became a problem for me so from there you know when we go there to eat we had to mix up with um we i met so many nigerian people and um i started mixing up but me i have a struggle i know um my social life is zero. I do not have friends. I find it difficult to mix up with people. Even here in the UK, I do not have friends. I try to join the community. I know several events have been organized. I live here in Birmingham, and I know quite a number of events that have been organized here in Birmingham, but I haven't attended anyone because I struggle with social activities. I find it hard to leave the house. So I mixed up with people, and they had to, like tell me that, oh, there's another student accommodation that has kitchen, you can always cook there and all of that. So I was like, oh, is this something I can um, opt in for? And they say, yes, it's been helping me that they know someone. So I said, so, let me give it a Joy, try. Joy, Joy, sorry, sorry, sorry to interrupt, but um, can you just please wrap it up a bit? Because um, we're just trying to keep this as quick okay, as okay, okay, okay. So, um, so f- in summary, so I had to write to the uni and they have to move me from the accommodation that I was, that I couldn't cook, to accommodation that I could cook and everything. So, but during those times, too, I, had, I was depressed because there was no one to talk to. It was purely online. I do not have friends, nobody to speak to. So it was really stressful for me at some point. But although my partner do visit sometimes, but not every now and then because there was restriction. Movement was limited. There was restriction of movement. So that's my story, basically. But Okay. Uh, thank you very much, Joy. Uh, uh, thank you very much. Let me just remind everyone that the topic we're having today is um, which what 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 exactly do you um, what exactly is the implication of your immigration apart from the finances? Of course, there were financial implications and all that involved in moving countries. But what exactly is that particular thing that actually affected you the most or that you missed the most as a result of your immigration from Nigeria to another country? And I think I, uh, one of the um, moderators will have to give us their perspective. Um, Cindy, let's hear from you. Can you tell us what exactly, you know, yeah um can you guys hear me clearly loud and clear my dear okay thank god for vodafone but yeah um just speaking on the topic itself the topic says beyond finances what has immigration cost you personally so i think this is very broad and just to help like drive the conversation in a direction for example i would use emotional connection with family right so if you're someone who has ADHD, for example, and you already struggle with out of sight is out of mind, it means when you migrate or when you travel from people that you care about and you love, 
even if you might sometimes think about them, it's very hard for you to also continue to build that connection that you want to with them. And in my case, for example, I have had, because I have, I'm not like neurotypical, right? I've had to have times when I know I miss my family and I want to see them, but I can't communicate that feeling directly to them because it's just, it's not something I'm very able to do, especially when there's distance involved. And moving here, right, I have had to miss so many family events. My grandma got buried literally 27th last month. My mother had her 50th birthday in February and I wasn't there. My brother got sent off to medical school and I wasn't there. And these are things that I looked forward to, right, in my life. And sometimes it's very helpful to remember that as a Nigerian, while you want to strive for the best in your future and your family, you still you still lose so much. Like in my for example, I'm, my colleagues here at work, right? They can just tell me things like, Oh, I'm going to my grandma's house for for um the weekend, or I'm going to see my mom, I'm going shopping with my mom. And I just look at them and I'm like, I really can't say that, can I? Like unless my, unless my, my parents fully move here, which I don't even want them to. I can't randomly just say, Oh, I'm going to see my mom this evening like and even when you're sad and you're dying inside you know this thing about when your mom just touches you and you suddenly feel like life is fine or maybe your dad or something like you just feel like life is okay like you could have a bad day at work and you could just get home and you just have that friend or that mother just touch you and be like guy free am and you just you just instinctively freeze you get like you just feel so much better but here it's so different right forget that the country is amazing things are working better it's never going to be the same as when you're back home and you're able to see your family, you don't miss family events, you don't see them soaring and cold without you. Like, there's so many pictures that have happened now that you're not even going to be there. And you can't turn back the hands of time, right? Can you? You've moved, you've moved. And they still remember you, they still love you. But when you look at these times of these events at these parties, you're not there, right? And it's that emotional issue for me that this is what, this is my issue with immigration. I love that it exposes you to so much wonderful life, but knowing that you have to miss out on family events and love from your from your family and friends, it, that that's yeah. a very big cost I have had to. Yeah, yeah, uh, Cindy, I think I will also agree with you a lot of that because I mean, <laughs> I come from a very big family where we are always celebrating one thing or other. So imagine me having to leave home and seeing people smiling and eating all the good food at home, and I'm here picky shifts. I mean, <laughs> of course, I had to sacrifice that. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, I think the next person on the um list is um Ike. Ike, yes. Yeah. I just wanted to back to what Cindy said about you know the whole family events and stuff she mentioned because my mom turned sixty last year in November and I was so sad because I couldn't be there. Like I have literally been planning for this thing for her. Like I had it in mind for us to do a party and everything. But, you know, I just moved into UK in October and it was too soon for me to travel back again, like two months after for her birthday. But, you know, I'm happy I had friends, you know, in Nigeria that helped me. They, they took her to the studio, made sure she had a photo shoot and all that. But, you know, it's still not the same, like being there. I would have loved to be there to celebrate the day with her. So I can totally relate. Okay, that's good. Uh, sorry, Ike, before you talk, I think... um. One mommy was here before you, so let's hear her, please. Hi. Please. The first thing I want to say is that I miss my mommy. 
We all do. <laughs> oh my god. Because like I said, like ah my family is very big. Like I have step siblings, have siblings. Everybody just is I feel like I feel left out. I feel like every life is going on without me. Everything is just happening. Like I know that they didn't forget me. I know, but like it just feels like oh my god, that's everybody has just moved on. And because my my family, my mom's siblings, my mom has like loads of siblings and if all my cousins come to our house for christmas for easter and then the cooking everything like everything that happened i'm not there like loads of picture my grandma turned 72 and then there was a big party and my my mom to turned 50 and there was also a big party and everybody's just celebrating and I'm smiling, but I'm not smiling because, like, it's not even funny. But then it was a bit easy for me because, like, I stayed with my aunt, like, my dad's sister. So it was a bit easy for me. But I've, this is, like, the first time in my life I've been away from my mom for a long time. Like, even when, because I went to, we live in, we lived in Lagos, and I went to school in Lauren. Sorry, sorry, that was a mistake. Sorry. Go on. Mom can just say, ah, I'm missing you. And like, it can be Wednesday, the middle of the day Wednesday, and I'll just take a bus and go to Lagos and I'll come back the next day, you know. But this one, I can't just even say, ah, let me go to Lagos and come back. It's not even funny again. So, eh? Like, at, at what cost, Kwan? Exactly. Anyway. That, that's the exact question I want to ask you. So in all of this, one moment. What would you say is that particular thing, that one thing you you think you sacrificed for immigration in everything you've mentioned so far? What's that one thing that in everything, in the in, in, in the plethora of things which you've lost, which you've missed and everything, you will give anything to have that moment again? You will give anything to have that one thing back again? What's that one thing? It's not like you want, like the whole family, basically, no. like the whole family thing. Okay, or my mom, to be specific. Oh, okay, thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, Ike, I think you're next. Hi, guys. Good evening, everyone. Um, Yeah, we've all been talking about family, but I think I'll say one of the things I miss the most here, uh, something I feel I had to give up here, is food. Yeah, and believe you me, it's actually difficult here getting to see the delicacies or meals we are used to back at home like transitioning from rice different traditional soups to almost every time pasta it's 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 actually difficult here and another thing family everyone has touched about family but to me uh, i feel the most intricate part of the family issues was not being there at the lowest times Personally, um, the day I was meant to see my grandmother, I procrastinated because I felt I would see her next time. Guess what? To the very day I came into the UK, I was told she died while I was in transit. Then I've got aunties and uncles that passed away. I wasn't there to bid them goodbye. I've had calls where my dad's been admitted in the hospital on life support and oxygen and I couldn't be there, yeah. So 
we've as we've we've missed weddings, we've missed parties, but not being there at the lowest times, not being there when a word of comfort, or at least your presence, could actually go a long way. Is actually very important, and for those of us with aged parents, yeah. When I was coming to UK, one of the things my father told me that still lives in my head here today, he told me, I can't pray I'll be alive to see you when you come back. My dad is still alive here, yeah, but no single month passes without that word ringing in my head here. Yeah. So sometimes I ask myself, <laughs> our our journey to UK, is it really worth it? But I try. I, I console myself and tell myself it's worth it. But I'm also praying and hoping here that I don't get to lose my family in the quest for something else. Yeah. So that's it for me. Thank you. Uh, thank you very much, Aiki. Thank you very much. I. I mean, everybody, each and every one of us here, have that one thing that we hold so dearly, and. We, I think in our lowest times, in our lowest moments, we feel like we can always go back to those moments again and, you know, relieve those moments. And I think it's very important for us to sometimes have a reflection of these things. It gives us, you know, a sense of responsibility. It gives us a sense of why we are doing what we are doing, why we did what we did, and why we took the decisions we have made so far. And... Uh, Let me say something. Um... Okay, and your dad is right. Like you would meet him. Don't worry about that. But I'm happy that you shared this. Like it's really thoughtful, and I, I, it's, it's interesting to see how life has played out for all of us. But the journey is not, is not futile, right? It's, it's going to reap its, its fruits and its rewards, and you would achieve your goals for what you came here for. So, trust to you. Okay. Um. I think the next person is going to be um, Ashabi. And after Ashabi will be Judith. Let's go, please. Hi, guys. Good evening. I hope I won't end up crying, so I'll just keep it very short. I think well, um, even, this topic even, if you, even if you will cry, you have, you have two to three minutes to cry. No problem. <laughs> okay, I think um, for me, the financial cost of um, our immigration process can always be recovered. But the emotional part, I'm not too sure we can get that back, the things we've missed at home. But I think having to relocate, um, I was going through a messy delay divorce process in Nigeria and I got an opportunity to leave and I was weighing the options. Should I still wait and just leave? So I just had to leave. And then I had to leave my boy behind. I think that's just the toughest for me. Days that I will cry. Days I'll just have to book ticket. I've been to Nigeria twice in the space of one year that I moved. But thank God for WhatsApp. Thank God for FaceTime. We call. We try to catch up. And also, I miss my business. I miss running my business. I was going to hand it over to my siblings. But um, due to the distance, nobody was ready to take it up. And I didn't want to add the stress of having to chase people to give me updates and all. So I had to close it down. And that was really tough on me. And now thinking of, okay, my boy will be joining me. I had thought during post-study, I can always bring him in. And I now checked. I was unable to, due to the immigration laws, they said they can't join me. But then feel like I got a job that would allow me bring him in. So I think I was able to make up for that part. I miss my family so much. I miss my mom most especially. She's um, not so feeling fine when I was leaving. 
So I have to send her medications. I have to check up. It's really tough. And when I got here, I couldn't really mix immediately. Thank God for the community. That really helped me to at least share, talk to people. Even events. It's recently that I started attending events, which is so bad. Because days I will cry in the room all by myself. I'll rant to people. I'll rant online. I just hope at the end of everything, it's really worth it. And um, we don't lose ourselves in the process of moving to a new location. Thank you. Okay, yeah, please. Uh, let's let's hear from... Um, is Tifa still here? Yes, 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 I'm still here. Sorry. Okay. Um, yeah. Hi, everybody. Uh, so... I'm just going to go back to what, first of all, what IK said. I can really, I don't have aged parents per se, um, but I can totally relate to him because I have my granny who literally raised me because people know me, know my mom I've been in the, has been in the UK forever. And for me, coming here was also like coming home because I've got family here. My mom's here, my sister, my cousins. But there's also my granny who literally raised me and... You know, at some point on my trip here, I started crying and I told, the one thing I told her was that I really, really, really hope I get to see my granny again because she was the most difficult thing for me to leave. And not because she doesn't come, but she has got to that age where she can't come as much as I would love for her to come, as much as my mom, her kids up, would love for her to come. So it's either someone's with her, she's still Alhamdulillah, thank God. She's still quite sharp. She still walks about, but she is definitely not so strong anymore. So it, it, it is tough. It is very difficult. And my career too, my, I, I love being a media girl. It's something I've always known I was going to do and I wanted to do. And I got, to, I got a platform where I could do it and I was amazing. I am amazing at it. I know it's something I am very good at. And I was getting to a stage where, you know what? Chances are, I say you go soon blue, but then do you want to bet on chances? Do you get that? Was it? Are you gonna bet on chances? Sure, you get so. And then I told myself and I told God, my talent is not limited to one geographical area. Yes, it's getting there here, but there's no reason it's not going to get there and be better where I'm going to. So it was tough for me to leave it, but you know, at that moment, it seemed like the smartest thing to do. And Yes, like I said, my talent is not limited to a geographical area. And I would, I'm betting on myself to do better here than I was doing before. Even though, I mean, people are still there asking me why you were getting there. I Do I question myself sometimes? Yes, but I'm just, I'm betting on myself, basically. Thank you. Oh, thank you very much, um, Tifa. I, I, I do hope... Um, what your heart desires, you will definitely achieve it. And um, everything you think you've lost, you obviously are definitely by the grace of God. Also get it. Um, I think the next person on our list is supposed to be Judith. But before we go to Judith, uh, I think, but let me just talk about what I have myself have missed from home personally. Um when I came in, I came in during the height of the COVID-19 virus in 2020. And to be very honest, you know, having to stay indoors for um, lockdown and everything, 14 days, um, what does it, what is it called again, sir? I was indoors for 14 days, yeah. And, you know, not having to meet with people and all that, I had to rely specifically 
on uh, I had to rely specifically on um, phone calls, WhatsApp, and all that. And then imagine if there was no WhatsApp to make calls. You know, if I have if I was to rely on having to make direct calls to Nigeria, the cost of that, and there is a cost on everything from immigration. There is always a cost, and that has been a problem for me because. I'm the kind of person I always want to be around my people. I always want to talk to my people. And that line of communication has been severed over time. I realized that uh, I don't talk to my people as frequent as I'm supposed to or as I used to, especially considering the fact that I'm the eldest child of my mom. And I know she misses me a lot, even if she pretends not to, you know. But these things are things that I've grown in, a, in an environment where we always talk with each other. We always have that communication. Where that communication has not been present, it has really done a lot of a, a lot of harm on me. And I miss that. It's something I miss a lot. But that's just for me. I mean, there are other people that have something to say. So yes, Judith, please, you have the floor now. Hi, guys. Good evening. Um, so personally for me, <laughs> first of all, I miss being a pharmacist because I've not actively practiced in one year and I've been practicing since 2016 so to say so that's one and um, anybody that knows me well like knows me very well like knows that I am a huge mommy's girl like when I mean I am a huge mommy's girl I speak to my mother like five times in a day that's how bad it is yes like even if she's working so like we've always had like my birthdays together like Every time I'm, every birthday I've celebrated, like, and I've celebrated my birthday, like, every year. Save for when I lost my dad. That because he, he died, like, 15 years ago in November. So, like, I've celebrated my birthday every year. And she's always, like, made that day. Um, she's always, like, had to clear her schedule for that day. She goes, like, the extra mile. Then when my periods, like, my periods are always very bad. When I mean very bad, I've had to be admitted a couple of times. When I landed here, my period was so bad that my flatmate was so scared. She wanted to call the ambulance. And, you know, I had called my mom on the phone and I just started crying. Like, she knew. I call my mom every time. Like, I cry almost every time, Seth. Because sometimes I ha- there was time I had to stop calling for a while. Because for every time I called them, I would now go and watch American Idols. You see the singing parts, those emotional songs. I would cry from morning till night. That's how bad it is. Like it's, and now I am. Ch- I'm moving continents again, so I'm going further away from her with a lot of time difference. She's getting old. She may not be able to stay up all night to wait for me to be in morning, while she will call me. You know those type of things. Like it's, I for my think for my professional side. I was for I was foster child before anything. So I think one person that I miss living alone is my mom, and I'm really hoping that. You know, for every time I hear, like, today now when I called her, she said she was going to the bathroom and, you know, I, my heart skipped a bit and I'm like, what slippers are you wearing? Things like that. Please be careful. I don't want anything to happen to you. Like, that's how paranoid I am. And now she stopped working because she decided that she was tired of working and she's not at home and she was home alone. You know, I had to talk to her till my siblings came home. So those are the things. Now, I'm just imagining, you know, we're still on the same time zone. When I move to six hours ahead, six hours behind or seven hours behind, I can't even do that. So I think mentally, that's, that's affected my mental health a lot. Yeah. And I'm still dealing. But I thank God for my friends. I would not like to. I've met, like, really great people here. Thank you.
No, I did it. I'm sorry, did it. Like you just got me very emotional. I swear, <laughs> like a mother's a mother's love cannot be honestly. Ah, uh, like I can't and also, I've seen how the NHS treats people when it's time for like the period pain issue, and I've seen how like annoying they do or how they can be and what they can recommend. So, yeah, you're strong, right? And your mom will be once again. See, we need to be adding amen and in the Lord's name and Jesus' name because we know that God will do it, right? So, yeah. ladies and gentlemen, I want to remind you all as you're thinking about your mom. Also, be thinking about your father. This is a gender sensitive space. Thank you. But it depends now. Do you know what our daddies are like to us? Like, some of us don't have daddies. So, please. Hey, not notwithstanding, notwithstanding. This is a gender sensitive space, please. I think the next person here should be MM10. So, please, yes, come up. Hi, guys. Good evening. Um, to me, for me, it's... can you guys hear me? Loud and clear, bro. Right, Loud and clear. Uh, for me, it's actually not that uh, difficult because not that I have family here, but back in Nigeria, the my close family was kind of scattered. Um, some are in Nigeria, so so um, most of our events have been FaceTime back in Nigeria. So coming here is still the same thing, but the thing that I miss so much about Nigeria and everything is the uncertainty here. Um, you're always on your toes and stuff like that, like trying to keep up, trying to meet the target. You know, every every year seems to be like different target for yourself. Like sometimes you just need to calm down, and then uh, it's it makes adulthood more difficult. Another thing, I think uh, most people are not mentioning it. I don't know. For me. Because um, I came in the midst of the pandemic, and um, um, football was actually very difficult. And for someone like me, that football is like my go-to thing. Like, if I don't watch football, if I don't do every other thing, at least that weekend I need to watch Chelsea match. And um, but it was really difficult, like to like watch football and also do some other stuff, play games with my guys. And so it was just those, like, when I first came, those uh, those things was really bad. Like, I remember calling my guys and we were playing over the phone, just uh, playing video game and then still calling them just to enjoy the banter and all those things. Like, those are the things that I really miss. Thank you. Yeah, thank you very much. Um, Jennifer, you have something to say? No, no, no. Okay. Um, for those of you just joining us, let me just say, um, we're talking about what's exactly, what are those things you have sacrificed for immigration? What are those things you, you sacrificed, you missed through, and because you were immigrating to a different country? Uh, this space is open to everybody that experienced immigration in one way or the other. Of course, definitely, apart from finances, there are relationships, there are unions and other things that must have been sacrificed, businesses as well. And we are putting in and shedding a light on all these things as well to assess. Was it worth it? 
would you do it again if given the chance? So that's what we are doing today. And I think the next speaker on our list is um Let's see. Sorry, I have I have something. To yes, say. please. Thank you. Um, guys, just to add, um, the space is called Just 90 Minutes. And then if you miss David's intro, it means that we will try to do everything within 90 minutes. So let's see, we'll continuously tell you when you've gone overboard or when you've gone over time. But just as he heads up, when, you, when you're called upon to speak, try as much as you can to share the key thing so that you don't feel cut off. But we do have to cut you off. It's not like we're trying to be insensitive or whatever, but we want to make the space 90 minutes so that everyone can go to bed and, and reflect so thank you yeah that means you have 2 minutes or 3 minutes to make your points, thank you very much the next person on our list is going to be I think that's going to be Adirapo AI hello yes please go on you yeah, so technically for me um, I think one of the few things I had to do was um, before I left Nigeria, I was I was discarding like my creative photography and everything, and I I was already at the peak of my career back then. I'd I'd worked for like big brands in Nigeria. I'd shot like the biggest fashion shows in Nigeria. I'd gotten like few publications and from Bella Niger, Guardian, and all this kind of things. So moving to a new country, moving to a new country, the first night. The first thing I even had to do when I was moving first was I had to, I had to sell all my babies. I had to sell all my cameras or my jazz. And that was, that was very, that was very, very tough for me because it, it basically implicated the fact that, you know, I was, I was coming to a new country to, to start my own creative process and everything. And even though I'd like a master's in commercial photography and everything, I, it still gave me like the opportunity, you know, I, I have to start all over again. Oh, my life again and then secondly um um i'm like last child in my family and everything so i'm really like a mommy's 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 boy and everything so leaving my mother oh leaving my mother back in nigeria then moving to a new country has been has been like hectic for me and and even though i was going back in like july when my mom had to come from my grad i was like you know what i think i'm done with this country i i basically had to go to lagos for like six weeks and just and just show my family. I had to quit my work. I'm like, I'm done, I'm done with this life here. Yeah. And and then totally, yeah. And then totally, I can vividly remember the fact that when I was when I was really really sick in October, I even had to do like a surgery because it was the fact that you know what, I had to do a surgery in the country. I didn't have I didn't have any support from home. No one to like check up on me. I I left A and E alone after like a surgery and everything. No one no one to be like you know what. My, my mom was not there to be like, and even my mom was a little bit worried that you know, uh, a little baby, a little baby is going through the toughest period in my in his life, and I didn't have any support. I was, I was basically crying in my room for like, oh shit. Thank you very much, Rockwell. Thank you very much. Um, I think these these experiences and these stories are so heart touching. I'm sure a lot of us can relate to it, but let's move on. I'm um, Oba Sheffield, please. We're next. Um, good evening, guys. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, my I mean, I'm not sorry, <laughs> my emotional bus defeated the madman of me. So, I basically moved to Sheffield, rather, I moved to UK a few months after I lost my oldest brother, and um, I did not have the time to grieve with the family, you know, the closure. 
the family support. Um, I can remember there are times, you know, when the family will call me on a group chat, sorry, on a group call, and I can basically tell that these people just finished crying at. Um, I'm just, oh yeah, Lord. Mm. Like I always say to people that um, if I never left Nigeria, I won't go into events because I basically started cruising out of depression. Not like I really wanted to curse. Um, leaving the comfort, all this stuff, all this stuff, my, my inner circle, like, you know what, yeah. If I never left Nigeria, I wouldn't have felt anything. And, you know, times of looking at what you've built in Nigeria and coming here to pick shifts, um, having to adjust into another culture and everything. I basically miss, I miss family, I won't lie to you, um, you know, I, my 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 family was like my secret space, my the place where I always want to like go to rant. You know when when your family sees you and they could easily tell you there was good or bad. <sighs> they all lot. I mean, I've been in this country and it's been like two years since my brother passed. And basically, on his remembrance or on his birthday, my family will call me like it's actually my birthday, <laughs> and that's because I could easily I could tell what. You know the the emotions that go through. It's just a lot. It's it's really a lot. Like um, moving to this part of the country has really like cost me a lot, like non financial things. But we keep moving because um, I one thing I always say to myself every time when it gets frustrated is that it might not always be easy. But if I don't stop, thank you guys. Um, Oba, first of all, thank you for being vulnerable. I swear, you don't even know how much it means because because of you, I don't know the emotions that you, I I wish you could scroll down and see people's comments and their yeah, emojis, whatever. But your vulnerability is also strength because I see the work that you do in the UK. I see the events that you plan, and knowing that like you had to go through what you went through and still come out this strong, it is strength to behold. Like. We're all here trying to tap the glory and strength from each other, but <laughs> guy, I mean, I'm speechless because I'm even your sniffs got me emotional too. So, but the journey's hard. You are doing great. Like the journey's hard, but just know that everyone is looking up and shining up and shining the glory onto you because you're doing what you're meant to be doing, and this journey's for you regardless. So, thank you, yeah. thank you very much, um, General Fe. Do you want to say something first, please? For me, for me, I feel like the list is is long. But um, first things first. I think one thing that really affected me or that really cost me so much when I came here is my health, because I'm asthmatic and the weather here sometimes doesn't you know go well with me. I'm always, especially when it was winter period, like the chest pains and all of that, it was a lot for me to handle. Um, also, the fact that, I mean, everybody knows how close I am with my mom and dad and leaving them behind, um, leaving my business behind. Mm-hmm. I know how many opportunities I've missed because I'm not in Nigeria. I know how many times um, 
I have missed others that are probably worth you know thousands of 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 naira because um I was probably busy with school or busy with work you know the stress of dealing with all of that I I can't combine it all with my business so it's very hard you know transitioning here um also <laughs> another I think the last one that really cost me a lot is meeting somebody that I had a very cool chemistry with in Nigeria and you know the fact that I was going to come down here just messed everything and that's how I collected breakfast because this dance was just not going to do it yeah so thank you very much um Naomi you're up next please hi um good evening um so I'm just going to try and stick to time so um, for me, I wouldn't say I really had a really close relationship with my parents. I think it was moving to the UK that made that happen. I remember the day I was leaving to Abuja for my flight and the tears, the emotions. I saw my dad weep and he was like, now we are going, who will be, who will be cooking for me? Who will be asking me, daddy, what, that, what, what will you eat this evening? And, you know, all that, even at the airport going to Abuja, I remember I was with my sister, but I was hiding my face and I was crying because I was like, God, I mean, I've left home before, but it's just like to serve and do everything. Everything I've done was always in Nigeria. And, um, you know, my dad's birthday is on New Year. So that, this year was the first time in my life since I was born I've ever missed that. You know, I was watching church online everybody was hugging shouting happy new year me i was just holding my pillow and i was crying and i was just feeding so many emotions and for me i have a close relationship with my grandma my dad's mom so you know we lived just like five minutes apart so i always saw her like almost every day so not being able to see her she's always excited when i speak to her and you know my mom is like oh grandma is complaining of her leg she's getting old you know, that, that, that's another thing that's painful for me. And for me, my dad, he's, he, he's living with a disability. He lost one of his arms when he was very young, but it hasn't really stopped him. But I'm always wanting to help him, even though sometimes he's doing strong guy, bonzo, you see, I can do it, I can do it. Especially now that my mom's not home, she traveled for about two weeks. So I'm always calling him. I tell my siblings, we need to call him at least twice, three times a week to ask him, Daddy, what, what are you eating this evening? You, you know, that's not being there. Right now, he has called me like three times now because he's working on a paper and he's, he's sent message. Now, I mean, how do I board this? He's in italics. Now, I mean, how do I, how, how do I move from footnotes? I mean, if I was at home, my room is just basically opposite his. I'll probably even be helping him type. Or, he, I mean, sometimes he wake me at 1 a.m., come and help me print, and I would grumble. But now, I'm wishing that I was there right now to be helping him. And, you know, it's, I didn't really want to talk today, but when, after this happened, I was like, nah. I mean, we have video calls because I and my siblings, everyone left Nigeria last year. We have video calls every Sunday, but it's still not enough. You know, sometimes we'll be saying, ah, must we do it? But there's no time that we actually do it that, you know, I I, I regret it. You know, especially when I was being down, my family, you know, video calls always to cheer me up. So, yeah, thank you. 
I'm sorry, but you know the crazy thing about these things that you miss your parents and you'll be missing their errands. As in, what man missing you so far? Like, to be honest, that's my dad. Cindy, do you know how much I miss explaining movies to my mom or sometimes she you know how many times I have shown her how to use the remotes, but she See, my phone is not charging. I have, I now I'm the one that still subscribes DSTV for my dad from the UK. <laughs> Yeah. I have come to the, I have come to the logical conclusion that they know how to do these things. They no, just they... like our attention. Do you know that sometimes I have to hop on a video call with my mom to show her how to do stuff or if she needs to operate her phone, I'll have to do video call with her, then share my screen, then now show her, okay, go here, go My here. mommy did not try to learn lashes when I was in Nigeria. It's not that I've gone, she's telling me it's my <laughs> lash, correct? Babes, babes, you, you will calm down. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, so uh, moving on, uh, we have um, favor next on the speaker section. Can I, can we hear you? Um, hi, good evening, everyone. Um, I think, first of all, one thing I had to let go was um, my business. Um, I just couldn't keep up, like, running it from here. Um, my mom was doing it at some point, but I just felt like it was very stressful, and I just had to um, tell her to like stop everything. Um, so for now, I don't have a business, and it sucks. And then another thing I miss is um, my family. I mean, growing up as the only girl, all of that attention, um, all of that love, and my dad, the way we would um, always banter, uh and then now it just feels like uh, even if i'm having like a bad day i have to like deal with it myself there's nothing i can do about it and um knowing fully whether when i was in nigeria if i have like a bad day i just need to just text either my brothers or my dad or my mom or my mom would just say oh just come back home and i'm jumping on the next available bus back to um lagos it's just very sad to I don't know. It's okay, babes. You're not alone. If this space has shown you anything, that so you're not alone. This journey is not just only you. Your feelings are not just only you. We share a collective feeling as a community. So you are far from alone, babes. It's okay. It was just I don't know like if if I get like a penny for every time I say oh I miss my mom or oh, I miss my dad or oh, I want my mommy like people that know me very well know that any slightest inconvenience I've already shouted ah, me I want my mommy or me I want my daddy but like I just say it now and before I can say oh I want my dad I'll call my dad and then ASAP is running back home now if I call there's nothing that would happen I'm just calling because eh, what eh, what can they do it just sucks. I don't know. Yeah, I guess it sucks to be me right now. So, yeah. Uh, I want you to know that. I want you to know that 
despite the inconveniences, you 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 are blessed to have people around you that also care for you. You are blessed to have people around you that look out for you as well. So even when you feel even when you feel so low, when you feel down through them, it's it's important that you look around you and realize that of course definitely there are certain people you miss a lot in your life. There are also a lot of people that are also here for you just as you need them to be. So take solace in that fact and move on, move forward and everything. And I think something to add is that when when this space was like initiated, right, we thought people would come with different things, but we're seeing a very big pattern here. And I think we need to learn that our vulnerability is also strength. The, the amount of people who have come out today to say the same things and echo the feelings of our feeling is a very big reason for us to remember that we are very far from alone. Like everyone comes online, takes a selfie, posts a picture, goes to a party and dance. But we all share collective pain. And if there's one thing that can bond people together, it is pain. The community is here for things like that, right? Obviously, you can't get the same love from your dad or from your mom. No one can ever replace that. But we can all try to supplement what we can in the meantime. So please, whenever you feel... Obviously, I wish you get a penny for every time you miss your dad because Faye, you'd be so rich. Like, Quiver, you'd be like, you're spending money every day. But life life happens, right? Adulthood is kicking our ass in this UK. But we'll get there. If I deck you... <laughs> all right, uh, so moving on. Let's move on. Let's move on. Um, the next person on our list is Ifoma. Uh, is it my turn already? Yes, it's your turn, Ifoma, please. Okay, I think... Two minutes, please, Ifoma, two minutes. For me, I think the hardest part of relocation is the fact that I'm a big daddy's girl. And people that know me know I'm having, like, a very serious fight with my dad. Like, we've not spoken for, like, six months. And if anything, I know that it's because this distance that's where the fight has gone on for so long and some days i just want to pick up my phone and call him but of course you could not hear the mist would not agree and i know the distance that is making that happen i miss that i miss not i miss that i can't share all my highs with him like since we've not spoken in october i've had so much highs and every anybody that knows me knows that my dad is the first person i call even before i call my husband it, it used to be an issue in my marriage. Like, my dad is my... After God is my father. That's how I am. And it just sucks to know that that relationship may, might never be the same anymore. And moving was the thing that really made it bad because if it was something that happened and I could have easily just Lagos to where we go, sort it out, we shout out, we have our shouting match, talk it out and we move on. But it is what it is. That's it. I don't. I don't say too much. <laughs> Former, <laughs> I'm even happy that you spoke and you shared self. Like, but yeah, that's another thing about distance. The fight will be always be longer because I don't know if I'd have come to your house now and say, "Mommy, please calm down." It would be easier, right? But <sighs> I don't know. This is getting too heavy for my tiny brain. Cindy, I said, I. I... So my siblings and I had an argument and our parents wanted to resolve it and we literally spent five hours on a WhatsApp group call just to sort this out. But I'm sure it would have been faster if we were all together in the same place. 
It would have. It would have. <sighs> like Cindy said, this is already too much for my small brain. <laughs> uh, it is well. The next person on our list is Convenance. Hi, everyone. Hi. Yeah. Um. So, one of the or some of the things that have been the toughest for me to deal with. Um, the major thing is family, really. I'm an only child, so leaving all the love and being used to getting everything done for me. And my dad literally thinks for me before I need to go somewhere, he has called someone to, you know, help me out. And then I just came to the UK and I didn't even know how to take a taxi when I first got to Liverpool because I didn't have the Uber app and... You know, it was just like, you're all by yourself in this. I, I came to student accommodation and everywhere was all white. Um, my school is a very white school, by the way. Very, very minimum, like minimal number of international students. We're just 10 in my class, blacks. And we have class just three times a month. And um, all of them are married except me. So it's like... I'm just the only one just having to deal with all of this alone. I felt terribly sick at some point and the only person I was talking to, a babe, by the way, um, she was like, she suspects it's COVID, so she's not sure she can come help me. So I literally had to, in my shady self and whatever I was, just drag myself out. And honestly, loneliness has never... I mean, I always say that I can thrive in it lonely environment i'm a loner i grew up alone but honestly i've experienced loneliness in dimensions that like i I literally just can go a week two three four not speaking to anybody when my housemates go for um their holidays december holidays and then this january one and now they are all moving out already it's just it's just me i see their parents come and i'm like this used to be my reality in nigeria because i never lived away from home and so honestly it's been a lot living some days i check flight and i'm like how do i want to do this but i guess it'll get better Hey, darling, I'm so sorry. I just wanted to know that, like Cindy said, we are literally all experiencing this together. And I want you to know that you have a community that you can always reach out to. And I promise you, every almost all of us, if not all of us, can feel what you feel. And if there's anyone that can relate to how you feel and can give you the support that you need, it's definitely going to be us. I know people like to say that I host party day lots, but... I, I grew up in a communal home, so to speak, with my cousins. So this is me recreating what I'm used to. I had to recreate my happiness here. And that's just all I'm going to say to every other person to try to recreate your happiness here as much as you can. Thank you very much, Tifa, for that um, consolation. Uh, let's move on to the next person, the king, um, Ife Dolapo. You are up next, please. Good evening, everyone. Um, so for me, I think what I miss the most is the chaos. 
um what she said earlier is probably um the person that spoke earlier covenant um was the one i related to the most is really quiet here it is so quiet so when i moved in i moved to the northern part of the um of the uk so it was bit quiet um quatic um there are a lot of nigerians everywhere so i felt at home i was speaking our dialect everybody's just vibing but I got a job two months right after I got in and I had to move down to a small town close to Bristol. If I mention the name, everybody's going to be wondering where that is, Western Superman. And I suddenly felt so aware that I was like the only black person there. So I had to look for a church close by. They had Nigerians, but well, there everybody's married with kids. So it's just me. Eventually I met someone that was black and was single as well. And we started bonding. But... It's still really quiet. It's so quiet. And I really miss how chaotic it is back home. How dramatic it is. Jumping bus, moving from one place to another. I really, I think that's all I miss, to be honest. I miss my family members, but I always figured that one day we'll get to see each other again. I was I was going to ask you if you lived in London when you said you miss the chaos, because I will tell you where there's chaos is in this London, but since it's cold, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've been to London some other places. I really would like to live there, to be honest. Come to London, babes. There's a madness every day. <laughs> I would love the madness, to be honest. If you want to jump bus, just jump Piccadilly line. You will experience the like <laughs> All right. This is this is this is taking a good turn. This is taking a good turn. Uh, the next person is Emma. Hello, Emma. How are you? Emma. Oh my god. Hi. Hi everyone. Can you hear me? Yes, we can hear you, Emma. Right. So I think the worst part of um moving here for me is, you know, having a terminally ill pa- um parent and you know you you can't be there for them. Every single call, every single text message just you know brings about anxiety i'm anxious to for seven i'm anxious at home i'm anxious at work uh it's it's i don't know i can't i can't explain the feeling but it's it's a terrible feeling um i'm trying to go home so i could have some time with my dad but the number of days I'm getting off work is just too short. So I'm just trying to get more days just so I can have more days with him before, yeah, before it happens. But yeah, it's it's, it's a terrible feeling. It's really bad. And sometimes I just ask myself, like, if I were in Nigeria, would it have been different? Would I have, you know, caught the symptoms early enough before it became terminal? But yeah, that's that's my story. Okay. Yeah, I want to ask something like you mentioned something dealing with someone who is or having to go through anxiety when someone is terminally ill. I don't know if you know, but I can DM you about this. Like you do need people to speak to here. And I don't just mean like friends. I do mean it like in terms of like professionals who can also because there are things that they will tell you that friends may not be able to explain to you. I think you need all the support that you can get. We're here to give you the love that you need. 
during this very crazy time. Anxiety will probably be times 10 for you right now, but I'll also send you them as well, like on things that you can also, people you can speak to if you do want to, right? That would also help you like share and understand every emotion that you must be going through right now. But we're here for you. Thank you very much, Emma. Thank you very much, Cindy. Uh, just give me a minute. Who do we have next on our list? <clears throat> Cindy. Uh, we have Frederick next. Frederick? Okay, in the absence of Frederick, can we hear from... Um, Binga, please. All right. Good evening, everyone. Good evening. Yeah. So for me, um, the thing I miss the most is where everybody has already touched about it is the family that we all have. And for me, in my own family, I miss my siblings the most because uh, we really share a great bond. Um, after me, I've got triplet, and that's just of all of us in our family. And I could remember when well, I wanted to get married, my siblings had to leave my place to go and get their own apartment just to respect me and every other thing. And I felt, because I knew I was going to travel, I was like, no, you guys need to stay and let me bond with you a bit. But they were like, no, they wanted to give me my space and all. And I really miss them a lot. I really miss them a lot. And I also miss my dad as well. I used to be a mommy's boy, but I felt over the years, I and my mom are not as cool as my dad right now. Like, I speak to my dad every day, or let's say every week, and I miss him a lot. Yeah, so that's just it for me. And I also miss, I miss all of my friends because most of my friends come to me for solutions, and I'm always there for them. I always provide solutions for them, regardless, financially, emotionally. But all year, I'm just here going to work, coming back home, going to work, coming back home. So it's a bit tough for me that way. Yeah, that's it for me. I'm still going to touch back on having, um, on creating a community for yourself. Um, and I think that just makes it easier. Speaking of your dad, I can totally relate. And my my dad actually cried. Apparently, <laughs> apparently, my dad was bawling on the phone. Like my dad, my mom was telling me that that your 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 daddy, your baby was crying. And I was like, really? <laughs> She's like, yeah. So I can totally relate to that. But like everybody has said, you have us. Literally, we can always relate to how you feel, and. Please, and this is not just being everybody try to come to events. It might seem because I know everybody likes to pick shift and like money, but try, try to come to events and mingle with people. It's a breath of fresh air. I promise you. I spend a weekend with my friends and it feels like I can do bad all by myself. I go into the week with some a different type of spirit. I'm ready to face the week because I feel recharged by my community. That community spirit will do that for you. I believe so, because a lot of my friends say the same thing. Just, just try to, just try to, you know, meet, mingle and meet people more. Basically, um, let's see. What do we have next coming up? Yes, please. Let's go back to um, Frederick, please. We we missed him before, so Frederick, please. A quick one, two minutes. Hi, good evening, everyone. Uh, sorry, I was having network issues. 
So my story is a bit different. So in 2020, last year, uh, I was planning to go to Germany. And then, you know, all the the um, an, a, a, anticipation and excitement and everything. And then my mom fell, fell ill. She had cancer. Uh, long story short, I lost my mom. And that really shook me. Like it shook me to my core because I've always I've always been closer to my mom than my dad. I'm an only child as well. So and then I was like, okay, I had this bright idea. Let me move cities. Because my dad is in Abuja. So I moved from Lagos to Abuja to be closer to him to salvage whatever I have left of parental attachments. And honestly, in hindsight, I'm thinking, okay, that's a very terrible idea. Because you don't know anybody here, you don't have you don't have a support system in Apuja. You know everyone you know is in Lagos, and then grief grief really affected me in the sense that you know, I I just started recalculating like is this even worth it? Is immigration worth it? Is capitalism worth it? Why do I have to actively participate so hard when the person I was basically doing everything or she was one of the primary reasons why I aspired to do so much. And this, this person is no longer here. And it's just, it's in five days. Is her, the first year anniversary is going to be in five days. And I don't know. I'm just like, uh, earlier today, I couldn't, I, I wasn't myself. I had to call a friend. And I basically just, I don't know if it's trauma don't feel. I basically just fell. And he's in Lagos. That's the other thing. So back to my, my entire support system being in Lagos. And Abuja is a very lonely place. It's not as social. There is there is a strong sense of community here. You can't just you literally just it's just harder to make friends. Um, not that, not that people are stuck up though, but there's just this strong sense of individuality here. I think I I, I can't comment on most of them, but as I have to or I should. Capitalism is not worth it, I swear. That's the one that I can tell you for a fact. Like, I don't know who did this to us. God. If we're just in the jungle right now doing George, I don't think life would be like this. You get so no, it's not it's not worth it. I would rather be a monkey or a cat or a, or someone's left shoe at this point. But I feel I'm happy that you did talk to someone. And I think people underestimate talking to people is so important. Like it is so important. I know people will say, Oh, you can't share everything, but I promise you, you don't know what sharing can do especially to the right people maybe that should be the correction right the right people yeah so um let us know when it's the anniversary we're happy to send all our care and our love if we can well yeah yeah so <clears throat> moving on uh please we we want to be faster with this because we're almost out of time um vj you are next please all right guys so yeah. two minutes can you hear me Loud and clear, loud and clear, bro. So, yeah, one thing I literally missed the most has been my mom's support system. So, sometime, like, 2019, we both lost our go-to person, yeah? So, every year on that birthday, on a remembrance, I'm always, like, there with my mom trying to, like, oh, almost every time we're fine, like, you've got me and stuff like that. I'm this kind of person that just trying to, like, brush off my emotions because I feel like, oh, I'm not too emotional. So, I can, like, try to form the ad guy and try to brush off my emotions is really good. So apparently, get, coming down to the UK, that's not, that doesn't make it possible for me to like, try to be that ad guy for her. 
So anytime like it's a birthday or the remembrance, I try to call out and I can see that oh, this woman has cried. But then trying my possible best not to like show my own emotions too has been very hard for me. And also I miss being that petty last born, like disturbing my brothers, just trying to cause trouble, making sure that oh there's chaos in the house. Just to make sure we all have fun and stuff like that. And one thing I miss the most, I miss spending my parents' money. Adulthood is hard, God. I don't know. Spending swiping card in these countries has been crazy for me. Like, why do I need to spend my money all the time? So yeah, I'm I miss spending my birthdays with my siblings because me and myself and my other siblings, like our birthdays are like day after each other. So eight, nine, ten. So spending that birthday, that bond, sharing it with them has been very, very hard for me. I just see my other siblings doing their birthdays together. I'm here on video call, like, your happy birthday, and them, they are, like, turning up and stuff like that. I'm planning my mom. My mom's city has been in, like, in two weeks, and planning it for them, but not being there to celebrate with them is is very crazy for me. But then, so, yeah, that's it, I guess. From a last bond to another last bond, I can totally relate. And I'm a sports brat, I must add. Yes, I was, I'm, I'm quite hardworking, but I was very sport brat. I knew that when my hard work was not hardworking enough, I had people to run to. But it's like, now that I'm here, everybody thinks I'm matured and I can't, and I'm okay, and I can do everything by myself. But yes, so I can totally relate with that. Um, I think up next we have Flo. You have the floor. Good evening, guys. Um, a lot of people have talked about family and everything, and it's been quite touching. I think for me, I've not really been a, a kind of person that connects to family that frequently. Even friends, I'm more like when we see, we see. So even before I left Lagos, from the time I left uni, I was or I was I wasn't going home that frequently, but we would talk on phone. So family was not the thing that when I got here really hit me. For me, I would say UK almost took my mental health, and I would try and summarize that briefly. Um, when the way we came into this country, it wasn't planned. We just woke up one morning, I guess, like, you know, what are we still doing here? We have children. We have to think about them and everything. Then NSAS packed our bags. Then within three months, or less than four months, we're in the UK. <laughs> so when I got here, I wasn't really prepared for the life here. And just about a week or two weeks before leaving Nigeria, I had like a job, not like a concrete job of how I was discussing with a company. And from what we were talking about, they were going to offer at least like about three to four times what I was earning then. So I, mean, I was just cruising with it because I knew I was already out of the country. They were really pressing and everything. Only for me to get here and start picking shifts. Bro, that thing dealt with me for a very long time. Like, am I sure I'm making the right decision? I know what I left behind in Nigeria. Even while I was here, I was still getting some job offers in Nigeria and everything. Like, at some point, I was thinking, maybe I should just leave this woman here and go back to Nigeria and take this job and we'll be fine. And at least it's not like some small jobs or something, really, really good paying jobs. Then there was a day that one of the agencies just called me that um, they have like a very fast job for me. I should come and do the job. 
us just had to offload some ma- materials. Oh, easy job I went there, bro. I went to offload a trailer of materials, clothes. You know all those bundle of clothes that they said in Balogo markets? When I finished it, and it was outskirts of where I was living, so I couldn't even come back. They took me there, so I had to wait for them. I'm not even, this is even the first time I'm saying it out loud. I cried on my way home. Like, it's like, I'll be talking to my friends. Sorry, okay, I'll be talking to my friends, and I won't even be able to, I'll be too ashamed to even say that this is what I'm doing in the UK. So that's just it for me, just that shock, and yeah. Mr. Faye, um, I, I, I know it's not easy. Um, I definitely don't know exactly what you've been through because um, I'm just a single, lonely bachelor with not that many responsibilities. But all I know is, I know you're in a better place and I can take confidence in that. that all is better now. Um, I mean, I know you want that one, so um, I know you're definitely in a better place. And that is also encouraging to those that, that are in the position that you were in when you first came there. Um, it actually gets better. Um, it might take a while, but um, I can promise you, you'll get better. So, guys, just just hold it together, stay the course, and we we, we are here. And people can testify. We did. Um, if it's enjoyment you want, we did. Um, if it's help with job, we did. If it's help with anything, uh, we try our best to make this as 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 easy as we can for you guys. Um, just before we wrap up, um, because we are going to wrap up at exactly ninety minutes, nothing will change that. Um, there's a personal message from Flo, um, Fames to um a friend that just um, lost her dad. Um, her name is Medina. Um, he wants you to know that he loves you. Um, we all love you, by the way. Um, we are there for you. Um, if you need any help, please reach out to any of us and we promise you we'll give you all the support that you need. Um, whatever you need, whatever you need. Um, Flo knows, um, Thames knows where to get us. Um, I don't know if you're in the community or not. Uh, apparently, it's your mom who just lost um, but I promise you um, God knows best. Um, take it easy. Um, you are not alone. Um, again, if you need any help, whatever the help is, um, I promise you it will come through for you. I can say that confidently because I've seen it happen many times. Um, so as, as a closing remark, um, I just want to thank you guys for joining this space. It, it was a bit more serious than I expected. Um, but again, I think it's a good start. Um, we'll share more updates on what the plans are for the future. Um, I enjoyed it thoroughly, even though I wasn't talking. Um, and I also want to thank my co-hosts, my moderators. They did all the talking. I was just here doing timekeeping. But um, 100% this has been 90 minutes worth my time. Again, thanks to you guys for sharing your stories. Um, for those that wanted to speak and could not speak, I genuinely apologize to you. Um, it's 90 minutes. We can only take so much. Um, but I promise you, in subsequent spaces, you get your chance. And also to the community people, um, you will always get professional treatment. Uh, I've said that. Um, I'm one of you. We got a day. So um, if you ask for the mic, I will give you. The only reason why I won't let you speak is if you run out of time. If you run out of time. So other than that, I'm more than happy to hear your stories. Um, Toby, you get um, I, I can preempt and sense that your story is very strong, but um, I have a solution for you. Um, just send Faye a, a VN. She'll sort you out. Don't worry. We've, we've addressed your matter in the back end. On this note, um, we have two minutes to go. I think I'm just going to play one song to, to wrap up the night and I'll end this space at exactly 90 minutes and we can continue the conversation on the TL. Again, thank you very much for joining. Um, this has been fun. It's been amazing. And um. I wish you guys enjoyed the rest of the evening.